And I feel like where the quantum leaps occurred are when it stopped being about me being rich and when it started being more so about me being excellent. What is up, my fellow dreamers and soul searchers? Welcome to the Roxy Talks Manifestation Podcast, your raw, unfiltered, and unapologetic source for all things manifestation related. I'm Roxy Lee, and for the last decade, I have been researching and developing my signature 360 method, which combines behavioral science, quantum physics, and the law of attraction to help you manifest a life beyond your wildest dreams. Visit RoxyTalks.com for more info. Now, let's get into it. Hello, welcome to a very special episode of Roxy Talks. We have in the house Miss Melanie Ann Lair, who is the brains behind Alpha Femme, which is a brand that I follow and definitely appreciate and love seeing your content. It's very beautiful. Your words are very beautiful. And I know that you are leading an army of women trailblazers that are creating really cool stuff in the world. So I appreciate you being here. Thank you. What an introduction. Thank you so much. <laughs> so, okay. What I burning question really is like, what is it like to have just hold all this, right? Like having a brand with all these people, so many people creating success from your mindset, your work, your, your knowledge, your approach, and then doing such big things in the world. And it's having such ripple, you know what I mean? Like that's a lot too. Yeah. yeah. The biggest word I would say is it feels exciting because it's it's like every moment something else is happening, it feels like we're in the microwave and everyone's popping like popcorn. <laughs> so there's just a lot of excitement. Like I'm getting a lot of messages and it feels like it's across all different kinds of um, like life things. People are getting married, meeting their partners, getting pregnant, they're they're starting businesses, they're hitting huge business milestones. They're like they're doing everything. It's not it kind of feels like we're in a vortex of energy and everything's just popping. So exciting would be the right word. Totally. That's fun. So um with your brand, what t- I just want to kind of get into the mindset of like where you were before. Were you projecting like this or is this something that you kind of came to along the way? Like where was your mindset at before this kind of like came to fruition? That's such a good question because I feel like this is the magic and the energetics of the whole thing of how this was built is I did not project this. I don't think I could have. Mm-hmm. And you know, when I'm talking about manifestation, I'm always talking about these three fields of manifestation, how we're, we're either manifesting in the field of predictability, in the field of possibility, or in the field of potentiality. And mm-hmm. I'd only ever known to manifest in the field of predictability, which is like based on what I know, here's what I can reach for, and maximum the field of possibility, which was usually attached to if I've done it before, or someone I know that feels equal or like even maybe less advanced than me. If they did it, I can do it. That feels possible. But the field of potentiality felt very out of reach for me. If I could not logically see how it was going to happen, it just wasn't going to happen. And so when I, when I completely changed the way I experienced my life and I opened myself up to being entirely surprised and I started more so instead of goal setting, more like vision casting and saying like, what if I felt this way? And what if what if it was beyond what I could imagine? What if 
there's a ripple effect? What if there's something that's a byproduct of the thing I'm manifesting? What if the thing I want is actually the gateway to the thing I don't even know? Like when I started asking myself questions like that, that's when really big things started happening for me. So before all of this, what I, there was like a little moment where I started to care about me having success. But I can tell you that before things even started to shift in my life, I didn't think that was possible. So I cared about surviving. I cared about not going bankrupt. I cared about, you know, being certain that if I had a partner that didn't have enough money, because I always had partners that struggled financially, that if my partner didn't have money that I could provide for us, but it was never like I was going to be extraordinary. And then when my business took off, when I started Alpha Femme in 2000 and well, actually when I started coaching in 2013 and my business started producing money that felt like magic money, I had this moment of like, I could be happy. I could be, imagine if I could be rich, you know, those thoughts started happening. And it was very hard for me to get started at first. Having a, a, a $10,000 month was impossible for me. I hit six figures, but I could not hit a $10,000 month to save my life. And I had so much attachment to it because it felt like that was the milestone that meant that I'd be rich one day. And I feel like where the quantum leaps occurred are when it stopped being about me being rich and when it started being more so about me being excellent at what I did. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Are you fucking ready for this? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay, because I like to meditate with energies of people. Okay, I just got chilled you, right up my arm. If you're gonna get chilled, okay. <laughs> I just, I just like popped into Mark Zuckerberg's energy. To, uh, like this was what? Hold on, I have the date right here. Two days ago, the fifth. Okay. And I just, it was like he said, I have one thing to tell you. I have this written down. He said, "Strive for excellence, not billions." Oh like, my god! Right up right there. Strive for excellence, Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> okay, but this is the best advice anyone could give you. When I cared more about being good at what I did than recognized for what I did, everything changed. Mm-hmm. When it was, if I can be so good at this that I help people. If my clients change their lives, if I am so good at this, when that became the focus, everything else become the became the byproduct of that. And from from looking back in hindsight, what I literally see is. You know, a lot of people want to be famous. They want to be known. They want to be recognized. But like fame doesn't give you excellence. Right. Right. Excellence can give you fame, mm-hmm. but fame can't, doesn't mean excellence. Right. So I just, I followed the right frequency. It just mm. kind of took me here, like on a surfboard. Wow. And what frequency is that? <laughs> frequency of caring more about my excellence at what I do than the fact that people acknowledge me for my excellence. Wow. Mm-hmm. 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 Because the fact is when you're actually really good, people love to tell you you're not. Because it's the only thing they've got. So you've got to believe, you've got to know. Like it's not about reputation, it's about skill and character. Like you've got to have something that's deeper than what it looks like and what people say. Right. It's got to be built on real skill. It's got to be built on undeniable, like undeniability. That's how you make it through every storm. That's how you make it through every hurdle. It's like, I am excellent at this. Nothing's taking me out. I'm excellent at this. I'm undeniable at this. No matter what anybody says, doesn't matter because the strongest frequency in manifestation is the frequency of truth. Mm. So if it's the truth, I'm going everywhere I want to go. It doesn't matter what it looks like. doesn't matter what people say. What matters is what it is. And what it is is I'm excellent and I've dedicated my life to this. Nothing can stop it. Right. Right. 
It's so interesting that we're having this conversation. Of course, absolutely. It's aligned because I just recorded today's podcast this morning. And I think that even the title of it was like something about excellence or I don't even remember what it was, but it's just interesting that here we are, right? Like when these, the information is disseminated, you know, it's like, if you're on the vibe or if you're open, if you're listening, you're you're getting it. And then, then what, what do you do? Like you said, writing the surfboard, do you get up? I remember listening to your story about surfing and I've never, I live three blocks from the beach. I've never surfed in my life. I don't do things like where I could break bones. It's not my thing. So (laughs) I'm like, I like listening to your story. I was like, Oh yeah, I would hate surfing. I'm glad I listened to that. Cause I'll never, I don't need to go and I don't need to try it. Cause I know it's not my thing. Thank you. But just like the idea of the waves coming, what are you going to do about it? Yeah. Are you going to ride it? Are you going to get taken out? And it's all about the experience because the other thing is we we tend to want things based on what we think they'll feel. We don't actually know what it's going to feel like. Mm-hmm. But what, what I realized is when I started manifesting how I wanted to feel instead of the thing I thought would make me feel, I got a much faster manifestation mm-hmm. because I want to feel solid. I want to feel happy. I want to feel excited. I want to feel proud of myself. That I can manifest without saying I want to be famous and rich because if I'm famous and rich, then I can be proud of myself and I can be this is like, I don't even know if that's what I'm going to feel. Mm. If I, if those things give me those feelings, then I want them. But if those things don't give me those feelings, I won't even want them. So I've navigated my career saying, I desire to feel this way. I desire to walk with this. And so I've never lost myself along the way because it's always been, if it doesn't feel like this, it's not for me. Nothing was to chase a validation or to chase. I didn't do anything to get something. I did it because it was just the way I felt. And I let myself change anytime because if it didn't feel good anymore, then I did something else. And it's just been such a flowing experience and such a pleasant experience, which I think people don't really expect that it can be that way. And it's not that it was easy, but it's that it was just aligned and authentic. So I wasn't fighting against myself. doesn't mean that I didn't have to refine my skills and, and become greater at my craft and, and do, do all the things. Like I put in the work, but it wasn't like working against myself. It was working with myself. So, so rewarding the whole way. Yes. That's the thing. It's like when you're doing, when you're in the flow or when you're following the passion, you're doing the thing you love, even if you have to quote unquote work, it doesn't like it's, it's the happy work. It's the stuff I want to do. It's the stuff that like, you don't let yourself do because you have to do X, Y, Z responsibility. And that thing that would really take you and propel you to the next thing is like, and would also fulfill you and give you that sense of like accomplishment. And I'm doing what I want to do. All it would check all the boxes except for that safety and certainty. And I know the outcome of this box. And so we like put it off or we don't do, we run away from it, you know? Yeah. And, you know, when people talk about hard work, they'll say like, this is really hard. What they're really saying is that's the work that you do when things aren't working. That's the hard work that feels hard is the work you put in when things aren't working. Mm. But when things are working, you still work hard. Sometimes you work even harder. It's just, that's not what you call it. You'd be like, we're, we're, you know, we're slaying it right now. Things are crazy. It's wild. We're so excited. Like things are crazy. Things are just wild. Like we talk about it differently, but it's sometimes it's even harder work. Like I've sometimes worked until wee hours of the morning and I wake up passionate and I'm excited. I work more hours than ever, but it's working. So I don't, I don't have that narrative of like, this is really hard work. That's only what I say when it's not working. So it's it's wild to see like sometimes you'll put in even more work when it's going well you just won't call it that because it's a different frequency. 
Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I love that. Okay. So when somebody is having this issue of like defaulting to what they, what they, it's almost like what they know works, but it almost doesn't like it gets you by it's like slides you in at the very last second under the gate. Like, okay, we made it versus hello, I'm here. And this is my land and like, welcome, like, hi, you're welcome. I'm here. Just flowing into it. Like you were saying, what can someone do to, for one, maybe like notice those qualities or those things that, that, that hard, that struggle. And then, you know, I mean, obviously we know it, switch and do, do the thing that you love or whatever, but like, where do you think there is like this, like nuance of no more will I do the struggly thing. I'm going to live in this way that my soul is calling me to, that fulfills me. So here's an interesting point. The first thing I would suggest is look at how triggered and even borderline ugly you might get when you see someone enter the room like that. Because Mm -hmm. the one thing we won't let ourselves do is be someone we hate. And so you might think you want to be successful, you want to be free, you want to be in desire. But every time a person walks into the room like, hey, you're like, ugh. (laughs) You won't let yourself be that, you know, if you more so associate with the person who's like, oh, I I didn't, you know, I don't matter. And I'm, I, I was struggling, but I did good this week. And if you love that person, you're like, bless her heart. I love her. You're going to want to be her energetically without even knowing that that's what you're doing. And Mm -hmm. so a lot of times it's healing that like, oh, who does she think she is? And like, okay, shut up. We've heard enough about your celebrations. Like, okay, we get it. You're happy. Like, whatever. Like, oh yeah, sure. You're so excited. You've been excited for a decade. Like turn, like blah. People hate it. But at the same time, they, they're like, I'm ready for life to be easy for me. And I want to be excited and I want to have everything I've ever wanted. It's like, you, you're going to have to be able to hold that because you can't right now. It, it, it's, it contrasts with your existence. And so we hear people talk about vibrational alignment and vibrational alignment is when things that you desire don't contrast with your existence. You desire something. And when you see it in someone else, you're like, yes, mm. instead of, Ugh, <laughs> and I don't have it, you know, so annoying or so notice where the things you actually want are contrasting with your experience of living, of being alive and just kind of Walk yourself through that. Like, what else do I have in response to this person? This is, if I want this, this is, this is not my real response. This is, this is how, what I do to protect myself from the feeling that I don't have that yet. I pretend I don't like that instead of facing the facts that I want that and I don't have that. Like, let me do the work on this. I think that would be a really great place to start. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And just the piece about really holding yourself to it when the going gets tough, it's like, that's where the difference is made. And that's where that change is made and that you're softening that, like that rough point. So you can kind of like ease it. I'm actually, I'm a singer. So what I'm seeing in my mind is like, when you're like working through vocal breaks and you kind of have to like ease into it where you really want to like punch through it, but allowing that flow is what's going to like make it come out like pristine and I love that. And you know, I love how different people, different passions use different analogies to explain things and they're always so on point. You know, one of the things I love to talk about is like vibrational attunement when we talk about alignment and calibration where it's it's like when you when you look at mentorship, not so much coaching because coaching is a lot more cerebral, but when you look at mentorship, a lot of times it's like a tuning fork. You know, mm. you don't know if you're playing on tune, you do the tuning fork and you attune the guitar. It's the same thing. You put someone that's in vibrational alignment with what you want next to you and you notice where you clash with the sound, like they're in vibrational alignment and you're going <laughs> like, you know, you're not attuned. And so you got to tune to the fork. So 
But I love that. Yeah, I love I love a good music analogy, of course. And I my spirit comes in. They show me a lot of analogies. So I always get these random images and I'm always talking about random analogies. So I definitely appreciate any sort of different way and perspective of looking at things because it just makes it so clear when you can put it into like some real world perspective and like pop yourself into the equation. Yes. (laughs) What do you think most people are doing wrong when it comes to manifesting or maybe getting to the next level and people that are like bumping up against a wall? What are they doing wrong here? (laughs) The number one thing is we're just trying to protect ourselves from the thing that we are most afraid of. And sometimes the thing we're most afraid of is on the way to the thing we most want. So if you're not available to the thing you're most afraid of, then you can't go through it. It's like if you say, I'm terrified of bridges, so I can't pass bridges, but I want I want to go to New York. Well, it's like, well, we're going to have problems because there's a lot of bridges. Oh, I can't go through any bridges. You know, okay, so then you'll have to fly. No, I don't do that either. Well, we're, we're going to have problems. So where a lot of people go we'll call it wrong, quote unquote, is that they're manifesting, trying to reroute without going on a bridge, without taking a plane, without taking, it's like, it takes a lot of courage to get the thing that you want. And the fact is, this is something that I really, I call this emotional maturity through manifestation, but it's like, do I really think a world would work where everyone just gets what they want? (laughs) Just like that? Like, I want this, boom. I want this. Boom. Like, does the world work if it if it goes like that? No. Why? Because some people think they want something and they don't want something. Because some people say they want something and then if they give it up, other people get impacted by their inability to hold it. Because if you receive something and you don't understand the value of it or you've never been tested on if you can hold it, you receive it, you lose it. What's the point of it? It loses its everything. If everybody could be a celebrity for a day, it'll, it'll lose it. It'll lose its power. It's, it'll lose everything. You know, if, if you can just manifest, Oh, I want the best person in the world to be my partner right now, except you're not a vibrational match. You're not going to be the best partner to that person. How is that a value to that person? So when I look at manifestation and I'm like, the whole goal is that this is beneficial for me, for you, for us. If it is in a vibrational alignment for me, for you, for us, then it will be. And I see, and I know you love an analogy. So this is one of my favorite analogies. I'm like, our life is a movie and you are either going to have the most quaint movie that impacts your family and friends, like a home video that people love and talk about for forever, or you'll have a blockbuster production that the world talks about for generations. How many people does your story impact? How many p- people does the movie impact? Because that will increase the budget. Right. And the quality of the actors <laughs> and the quality of the people that end up in the movie. And so the more your your movie is going to impact people, the more the, the easier the budget is, the easier the yeses are, the better the people that are attracted because this production is going to impact the world. So when I started really looking at my life, like I'm the gateway to something for the world, I started accessing world resources not just personal resources, because most people are trying to manifest for personal gain. And there's nothing wrong with manifestation for personal gain, but I do think there's a limit to what the universe will give to a single person that's not going to impact the world with their manifestations. And I think the more you care about your impact on the planet, the bigger the, the production, the bigger the b- budget, the bigger the names of the people that will be associated to your production. And that has ended up being the truth for me and for the clients that I work with. And you know, anyone whose whose livelihood and lives that I can touch with this work, it's like 
increase the storyline, increase the impact, and the budget will meet it. Mm-hmm. And the characters that fly in, like, I want to be in this movie. I want to be a part of this. You're going to get the blockbuster A-list actors that want to play in the movie because more people will be touched. Mm. Right at the end when you were talking, I just kept hearing the word altruism. How focused are you on the good you can do with the wealth, status, fame, money, power that you're manifesting? you know, or creating, how could I not do the best of the best of the best with what I have when I know that I'm creating my reality. And if I want to see the best of the best in the world, I have to be the best. I have to give myself the best. I have to increase the budget. Like you were saying, if you want the best movie, you want the blockbuster, like Barbie. I don't know if you can tell I liked the movie. I don't know. I can tell. <laughs> I don't know you can, yeah. Like has the biggest actors, this incredible budget, and it's such a good movie and great script and all of these things. And it's, you know, winning all these awards and it just becomes this phenomenon due to the love that is poured into itself. But they also made sure that the message would matter. Because I can tell you, if they hadn't made sure the message was going to touch people, it would not have had the same actors. It would not have had the same budget and it would not have had the same impact. So no matter how famous Barbie is, Mm -hmm. it doesn't have global impact unless it moves people or unless it moves the world. And a lot of people got the message and it did a lot of good. Of course, some people don't get it. That's the way the world works. But a lot of good was made. So a lot of money was made. So a lot of good actors were part of it. So a lot of conversation is about it. So a lot of impact is about it. And that's how you create a big impact in your life. And I think the people who struggle with, am I worthy? Like I'll have a lot of conversations with people who are like, do I deserve it? And am I worthy? And I'm like, well, are you manifesting so that the world is better through you? Or are you manifesting so the manifestation ends with you? Because am I worthy of receiving everything and then it ends with me? Right. Or am I worthy of being the conduit for more impact, more beauty, more more resources for the world, more love, more healing? How It's not even about worthiness anymore. Right. Right. It's about like, what the fuck else are you going to do? Like, I love that the way that you articulated it about like with it ending with you, that's totally the line. Am I more deserving than you? No. Are you more deserving than me? No. Are, are the, are people that have nothing more deserving than people that have it? No. Are people that have it more deserving than people that don't have it? No. So there has to be an equal playing field. So like there's like this human level of deserving and all this like patriarchal bullshit and like these mores and social norms that have been fed to us for years. And then there's this idea of like, you're creating reality. Is that the reality you want to create? Where like getting stuff is bad and, and loving yourself is bad and having abundance is bad and spreading your message is bad or whatever. Like, like you were saying earlier about people kind of targeting you or taking their inability to access or, you know, I don't want to say inability, but in the moment, they're not accessing it right then and there when they're projecting that onto you. And I like that distinction that you made. It's like, this is not about you at a certain point. Once you really understand this game, it's about like, how good can you make your world? Because you are the only one doing the it. One. Right. You're the You're one. The one. And, and the beautiful thing is like, if money in my hands is good for the world, mm-hmm. then money through my hands, there shall be. Right. If money in my hands ends where I am, the economy ends, like when I get money, I buy a bunch of stuff. I sit on my money. I don't spend a penny. 
you know, I just want to keep it. I don't want to, I want to be cheap with the, the, the way I pay people. I want to spend the least amount of it as possible. I don't want to push the economy forward. And I'm, I'm, well, then, yeah, it's like, of course, like, okay, let's look at these limitations of why you're probably not going to be a match for it. And for a lot of people, when you ask them why they want to manifest money, they'll say, because I want to feel safe. But the thing is, safe means hoarding money and, and the universe doesn't love that. So for me, it's not about hoarding money. It's about building wealth. It's about every time a dollar comes through my hands, it gets multiplied. Every time a dollar comes through my hands, people get paid, people get, people grow, people change. It's like money. If there's someone up there dispersing the funds, they know if it goes here, it's going to multiply. Can you say that about yourself? And if you can't, then instead of wondering if you're worthy, instead get creative about how money gets multiplied through your hands. And this can be through, you have such a beautiful way with it that you help people believe they can have it too. This means that your self-care and the way that you use it is so beautiful. You support companies that are ethical, that are there for the right reasons. And you know, that companies get replenished properly through your hands, whether it's because you are you know, money through your hands immediately goes directly to charity. You don't actually care about keeping it at all. How many people do I hear that say like, I, who? nobody needs to be that rich. You know, I, I wouldn't even know what to do with that kind of money. Give it all away. You know, manifest everything, then give it away. But until you've learned to manifest everything, don't, don't decide it's bad to have it. Like you get to give it if you've got it. If you don't have it, you can't do anything with it. You're not helping anybody. There is no, there is no, congratulations, you're so humble, you don't make any money. It's like, if you don't want to keep it, that's your choice. But if you don't make it, you're not helping anybody. Mm. Like if money through your hands is good for the world, that means I make an abundance of money and I don't keep any of it because I give it all away. That That's amazing. But I don't make money because I don't think anybody, because it should go to, that doesn't work. Right. So if you could see the vision, like it's either going to the right companies, it's going to my employees, it's being magnetized through my stories, my the way that I am, the way people learn from me, the way you've got to get behind something. If money through your hands is good for the world, more money comes. The budget increases. Everything increases. If it's a blockbuster movie that touches the world, the budget increases. I love that. It's such a good analogy too, because I know I have a lot of people in my audience that are, that are, they want to be actors or they're screenwriters, they're authors. And, um, we, we love a good analogy around here, um, <laughs> but I think the biggest thing is people forgetting that this is a, an illusion, you know, and just letting themselves be so human and running around unchecked and not for me, I always really go back to the discipline of it. And that's what made me change. And what changed my life was I had to be so disciplined with myself because I was all over the place or I was on a speeding train in the wrong direction. And it just like started pissing me off. And I'm like, I no, <laughs> like I don't like anything having one up on me. So, you know, I just was like, okay, well, how do I then gain control of this thing? And fine, let me just like make it my mission to control how I steer this ship. Wow. You know, everything is going through like the general. We're going through the bouncer. You're not getting in this door. Not, <laughs> like match the the dress code. We're wearing sparkly jumpsuits and there's no other option. <laughs> We're wearing sparkly jumpsuit. That's the only option. What I love about this is like, you know, when people talk about it's an illusion, what it what we're really saying is there if there's this many possible realities all at once, then if it's possible at all to ask which one's the right one, which one are we supposed to be? Are you supposed to be rich? Are you supposed to be poor? Are you supposed to be famous? Are you supposed to? If it's so, if it's even possible to ask which reality is supposed to be the right one, mm -hmm. you've got to kind of question 
is any of them even, does it even matter? And it's like, what do you want? And I realized like, for me, what I really love about my life is I've said to myself, this is something that came to me and I'm so grateful for this download that I got, but people always ask me on podcasts, what are, what is your definition of success? You know? And this one time after the podcast, this came through for me. I was like, gosh, I wish I would have had that answer when they asked me this, but I'll always have this answer from this point forward. I realized that for me, real success is being every version of you you've ever dreamed you could be in your lifetime. Oh, yes. A hundred percent. Absolutely. So you might watch yes. a movie and you're like, oh gosh, I would love to be the sweet, innocent person that meets the love of her life and experiences that. But then in another one, you're like, I would really love to be the badass who can kind of choose. And then it's like, I would love to live on, you know, romance and simplicity. And then in other ones, you're like, I want a jet. I want an experience of this. I want to, and like, instead of trying to find the one identity you're supposed to have and hold on to it with all of your might. And if you lose it, you lost. And if you never touch it, you've lost. What I love to play is how many different beautiful stories can I touch? Because if I'm not yet in vibrational alignment for the billionaire jet, but I'm in vibrational alignment for the canoe ride on the still lake at sunset, then let me love that one. And then let me check that one off. You know, if I'm not an energetic match for uh, the top floor of the Burj in Dubai, but I'm I'm an energetic match for barefoot in Mexico on a in a little hut on the beach, then let me live that one out and cross that one off. You know, how many other lives are there that you actually have craved? The simplicity, the romance, the beauty, the intentionality, the the romance of it all. Like if that's the vibrational match you're on right now, start there and then see what comes from there. I romanticized my life a lot from the beginning of like, if this is what I'm a match for, let me be the, make this the most beautiful. Mm -hmm. And as the resources grew, because the movie was getting better, better people came in, better money came in, better. Everything came in. The budget increased, the setting increased, the movie set increased. And then, you know, opportunities got amazing, but it's so easy to look at me now and people say, all she cares about is that. It's like, no, I cared about that and that and that and that and that. And now this is possible. So I am rocking the that and that and that and that and that. And I don't take it for granted for a second. I know it could go any day and I will never not live this now out of fear that I'm going to be judged so that one day maybe it passes because none of this life is for granted and think I I wish I'd have lived it. Who knows? This could be a small window of my life. I'm going to relive it like a rock star. So when I'm 90, I have my living on minimum wage of ro- and romance phase. And I have my, you know, flying to Paris on a private jet phase. They're both, they both exist. I had it all. That's what it means to me. I had it all. I lived it all and I loved it all. And that feels so much more accessible than looking for the one identity we think represents all, trying to hold on to it without ever losing it. That feels like against the laws of everything. Yeah, I love that. Can you speak more to romanticizing? I feel like that's one of those things that's become a buzz term, but sometimes we don't know what the tangible, what it, like, what does that look like? Can you explain how you romanticize or if you still do it or like what that kind of process is like for you? So for example, when I first met Kevin, my fiance now, I was living in the front seat of my car. <laughs> I had nothing whatsoever. And I was working for this company that was 100% commission. And after a heartbreak, I could not sell anymore. So there were days I'd work 12 hours and make $0. It was really bad. Mm-hmm. But, and the thing is, I had helped my partner of seven years end up like become the manager of that company. When I broke up with him, he fired me. So that's how 
I ended up working outside of my hometown, had to pay for hotels to even have the job. And then the hotels were were costing me more than the work. And that's how I ended up going bankrupt. And so one of my friends at the time through that company was working in Toronto. I went bankrupt in Montreal. And she was like, I need you to come to Toronto and learn a product to come teach it to French Canadian people. We will pay for your gas. We will pay for your accommodations. We will pay for everything. I was like, oh my gosh, this is the greatest thing. I hadn't slept at a bed consistently for a long time. So I was very excited about it and I went there, but I was making no money whatsoever. They were they were paying me a small amount to learn the product since I wasn't going to be making as much sales since I was making, but I was making nothing. So it was an upgrade for me. Um, and I met Kevin in that context. Both of us were making no money at that point. But Kevin is from a time, like he's from Leamington. His family were, you know, apple farmers, peach farmers, tomato farmers. His dad built his house like they don't, they never had a lot, but that was never a measurement for happiness, joy, success, any of it. It was just like, you love, you live, you watch the sunset, you have bonfires, you have a nap in the afternoon, you have a good dinner, you're grateful, you know? And so when I met him, it was so refreshing to have someone so simply happy, but I still had dreams. And the thing is my dreams, which is so interesting, were never really attached to money. My dream was always to be able to just not have to think about money. It wasn't a money goal. It was a no money goal that I mm-hmm. never have to check my bank account, that I never even need to ask for the price. Like that was the real goal to detach from money, to have so much money that it wasn't about the money anymore. And so my dreams were like, I want to go there and I want to go there. And I, I would love to experience this. And, but like, how much does it cost? I don't even want to know because then it'll become impossible. That's kind of how my brain worked. Mm-hmm. And I used to tell him about all my dreams and I was broke, so broke. And we were so broke. It was, it was, you know, we had nothing, but this one time I was telling him about my dreams and all the things and he had worked a shift and there w- it was at a Canadian tire, which is like a hardware store in Canada. And there was on discount, a hammock, an end of season hammock. And so he bought this hammock and he put it up outside our, the place we were temporarily allowed to stay in while we learned these things. And he put that outside. And the week after that, he found an old Christmas net on discount. And he bought that. And we hung that above the hammock. And we would stay and and lay in that hammock and imagine that those were stars and where could we be and imagine if. And like that. those moments when I think back at them now, I did not feel lack. I did not feel I hate where I am. I wish I was somewhere else. I felt love, romance, magic, dreams. It was romantic. It was beautiful. If I, if I look at it now, if there was ever going to be a movie of my life and that scene was in it, I'd cry watching it. Like that's romantic. That's romanticizing your life. Um, we ended up staying in that, that apartment longer because I ended up falling in love with him and wanting to stay in Toronto. And it was an old place. The ceiling caved in and we couldn't afford to go anywhere else. And so they weren't charging us rent since it was broken down. So we thought we'll just stay there rent free, but the whole thing was broken down. So we were living in the kitchen and we were, there was this one little place by a fireplace that had, had no water damage. So we brought our mattress into the, in front of the fireplace. We lit, we stayed on the floor in the middle of water damage on a mattress in front of the fireplace. And all we could think about was how romantic it was. Like, I remember that time, not for how stupid and ridiculous this is, but for how alive I felt, how in love I felt. And if that were to be a scene in a movie, I'd cry watching it. That's romanticizing your life. It's like, can you see the beauty in the raw, 
it's so easy to just think about how crappy it is, but it's not easy to feel how beautiful it is. Can you find the beauty? And that's what romanticizing feels like. It's like the the thought is not good when you're like, well, we slept on the floor in a, an apartment where their ceiling was caved in. You know, there's nothing good about that. But the way it felt was so different than what it was. We spent our summer nights and our fall nights in a hammock underneath twinkling stars that were a Christmas tree knit, but it felt like magic. How? What can you do with your life right now that's just, you know, during the pandemic, my sister was with us and we got, we got locked out in Hawaii, which honestly is amazing that it was in Hawaii, but we weren't allowed to go to any beach. We weren't allowed to hike the mountains. We weren't allowed to go to any restaurants. We weren't allowed to go anywhere. We had to stay in the place we were. And so we took the mattresses from the house and put them at the back of the Jeep and just invented this like life outside sleeping in the back of the truck with fairy lights and candles. Can you take a situation that you could complain about and instead make it one of the greatest memories of your life? And I have so many stories where I couldn't have afforded better. And I'm so glad I couldn't because I may have, I may have done something I could afford instead of something that would have changed my life. Wow. That's pretty, that's a pretty, pretty interesting lesson. And having life lead you to something like that, of just really, truly understanding how to appreciate the now, how to, how to have gratitude over what you do have, how to stop looking for the next gain or the next level or any of that shit. And just like you were saying, this is the dream I'm living right now. Let me just soak it up because this who knows how long I'm going to be here. This is the thing that I'm doing now. And let's just be all about that. And like dreams magnetize dreams, manifestations magnetize manifestations. So if you can feel it, that you're currently living a dream, the next dream's coming. If you feel it like this is a nightmare and you don't know how the dream's going to come, you're literally at two different addresses. Like there's no computing. It, it doesn't, it's not the same station. But if you're saying like, this is the most beautiful dream and I'm attracting the next dream from dream to dream, to dream, to dream, to dream, that's actually on the same frequency. I love that. Just dream hopping. Yes. <laughs> We're just jumping from cloud to cloud, just going from each one to the next one. I love that. And the thing is the contrast actually makes you feel more alive. Like if all my dreams, even now, you know, sometimes we'll just sit by the fire. We, we, we've manifested this incredible property during the pandemic because I'd been a digital nomad for eight years. I'd never lived at an address. And when I was younger, we'd move every year. So I've never lived. I had never lived in a place more than one year. Sorry, the manifestation coach in me was just like, oh, tell me more. <laughs> well, so here's what happens. We had been traveling now for eight years or so. I've never lived in the same place for more than one year. And now we've come back from Hawaii and it's like, we can't stay in a hotel. There's no Airbnbs. We've got to buy a place or we have nowhere to live. And I said to Kevin, I'm like, I, I just don't know how we go from the entire world being my home to living between two houses on a street. Like, I, I don't know how to fit myself in that. I'll never feel home. And he said, well, we'll, we'll you know us, we'll, fit, we'll find something. One of the first properties we were shown is a five-acre island in the middle of a river. I have to take a bridge to get to this island. And my house is this like mostly glass house on, on an island. And I was like, that's my house. So during the pandemic where we weren't even allowed to exit our house, we were just walking with the deer and the fox on our island and all things. So I manifested this island, but when we're in there, we see the snowfall. 
we we put we put logs on the fire and we sit i light a candle and we just sit and we talk and we listen to like jazz music in the back and sometimes we literally will have mac and cheese in our in our huge house mac and cheese and moe chandon is our favorite thing to do because it's just such a contrast i can moe i and we're just like this is this is insane but the simplicity of the candle and the fire and the mac and cheese we did those very same things in an apartment we did those very same things those things just they just changed houses yes so sometimes that's the shocking thing is like even if you had so much more you wouldn't be so much more different so if you can be great now you'll just project great onto rich later great and broke or great and rich or great and whatever like just be great no matter what and watch the reality shift but i love i love all of our little moments and we still sometimes pull the mattress in front of the fire we ended up when we bought that house we had no furniture and all the furniture stores were closed so for the first little while we just slept on a mattress in front of the fire we loved it so much we stayed there for 2 years it just reminded us of of the good old times. And it's like, I was a multimillionaire. I slept on a mattress on the floor in front of a fireplace because it felt like something that meant something to me. Can you feel your life? Manifestation, I think, is attached to feelings. So if you're feeling like it's not enough, then you're attracting not enough. If you feel like it's beautiful, you're attracting beauty. If you feel like it's extraordinary, you're attracting extraordinary. How much of the beauty and the extraordinary and the mind-boggling and the love and the depth and the connection, how much of that can you live in regardless of what you have and attract more and attract more? to increase the budget, to increase the the value of the set, to increase the value of the artists that are playing in your movie, to increase, to increase, to increase, because that's all we're really wanting. Better friends, a better backdrop to have our parties, you know, better quality champagne and, and better quality conversations. So it's all about the budget, the people, the vibes increasing. We're not going anywhere sideways. We're just raising the bar. That's yeah. That's so interesting. You said that because yesterday in my meditation, I've I have a very strong meditation practice. It's it was so life changing for me that I had. Now I'm like I will never skip a day of meditation ever again because it I just can't. Oh, it's four four four. Um, it's just like a dedication I made to myself. Like we brush our teeth, we meditate. There's just no exception. Which it's just something you do. So in my meditation yesterday, I was just tapping into like my billionaire self, and I'll like go and talk to like the selves that I see in my my future or where I want to go. And what it boiled down to was, why is that my, like, why do I have this idea of having unlimited wealth like you were talking about or just having this so much that we don't question it, we just get to do. And, and the answer was because I just want to make the, I want to make cool shit. I make cool shit. That's what I do. I like to create, I like to do cool stuff. And like the more I have to create with, the bigger the budget, the bigger the the reach, the more the impact, the more people. And so it's like, well, of course I better be. I absolutely better be. And so tapping into that energy now, I'm still going to be the person that makes the, the stuff. I'm still going to make the same things. I'm still going to create in the same way. And just your story is so interesting. Like my husband and I, when we were going through our phase where we didn't have anything, we made a photography business and we would shoot and make video. And that's why like my branding is always on point because I started out as a photographer with nothing but a cheap camera and a couple lights that we bought from Home Depot. And we mastered what we do. So it's like anything that's production wise and then music, same thing. I make my own music and I do all these things because I had to 
figure out how to do it on my own with nothing for free. And it's for the love of it. And now I get to expand the budget. And, you know, I always tell people like with their business, do a business that you love because my microphone, my everything that I use, it's a tax write-off. My camera, the camera that I would love to have as a photographer. Oh, I just film my videos on that. No big deal. You know, it's just that because it is my business. I get to be that. And then creating this lifestyle around like you said, romanticizing, just being who you are. And if you are, a, I want to sleep by the, I, like when you're talking about your husband and you on the bears, or I, I keep thinking of a bearskin rug is what I was thinking of you guys on your mattress. And I was just thinking about you guys like on a bearskin rug, just, you know, like, <laughs> just having the time of your lives. Yes. And you know what I love about what you're saying? When you, because I'm the same, like I'm, I started with a passion for photography. And for me, photography is my most beautiful meditation. I feel like when I'm taking pictures of things, I'm focusing on like the drop of water on the leaf. You know, my photography is very feeling like I feel something and I'm like, give me the camera. I want to, I want to capture this. So all the pictures that you see in my grid are mostly pictures that I've taken or pictures that Kevin have taken, has taken. Like we, we create the art and, you know, I have some of my programs where there's songs that are in the programs. I sing songs in the program. So like all of that is a write-off. All of that is part of it. Like that's the way I do it as well. I feel like if you can, if you can be all of you, yes, be paid to be that, yes. the sky's even the limit to what and you can what be. Else are you fucking doing here? Exactly. Isn't that the whole point? You come here, right? Why would the why would God come to earth into your body if it wasn't to do exactly the things that you love more than anything that you have skill, talent, drive, dedication to? Hello, like what else? Why are you here if not to just fully like accept and embrace and just dive into that? Well, one of my favorite manifestation thoughts when it pertains to God was like we've been told that we were created in the image of God. What if that meant that what we were made were, was creators. Absolutely. So if I was made in the image of God, then what I was made as is a creator, which means if all things were supposed to end up being created and they're not yet, but they're, they already are, but they're not because right. all God, then am I part of, am I part of the equation? You are was I here to create the things that aren't created yet. Was that the goal? And in, in feeling that, I don't wonder about whether I'm worthy or not. I'm like, this is my job. I was put here for this. Uh, someone very important is depending on me. I've got things to do here. It takes away the worthiness things. So it's like my work leaves a ripple, leaves a legacy, leaves a thing. Like the other part for me, because I love what you said, where it's like, I make cool stuff. Like I'm the reason I want more resources is because I'm going to continue making incredible things the more resources I have. That belief is extraordinary. Another one that I really love is I know what it feels like for someone to not question my pricing and to say, you are so exactly what I need. And yes, and that's it, not question my price. And, you know, there's certain companies that it's a lot easier for them. There's other companies it's not easy for them. But the best feeling I experience as a creator, as a visionary, as a, as a mentor, as a poet, as an artist, is when people do not question my value before they pay me. I would like to provide that to every person I ever buy from. Wow. I don't want to ask. I don't want to tell anybody they should cut the price. I don't want to walk into the, the house that someone made with all of their heart and tell them I want to pay less for it. I don't want to walk into the hotel that the most beautiful you know, artists have commissioned and try to negotiate the price. I don't want to have to ask someone how much the dishes that they've slaved over all day before I decide whether I'm buying it or not. I don't want to ask, ask anybody what their value is and decide whether I agree or not. I want to say, I love this. Yes. I love this. Yes. This is meant for me. Yes. 
and I, I don't want it to be about the money. And I, I hear so often, you know, rich people are all about the money. I have actually found that the richer you really get, the less it is about the money when you're rich in all the ways, because rich, just money-wise, you're not rich. But when you're rich of everything, that's when it stops being about the money. Your friend needs something, it's yes. Your family needs something, it's yes. It's Christmas morning, it's yes. You're taking your friend out for her birthday, the restaurant, the prices, it's yes. It's yes when it matters. That's what wealth is. That's what rich is, is yes when it matters. And it doesn't, and you never question the value of anyone or anything. And if if you can see how valuable that is on this planet, people can start doing what their soul calling is and are never questioned for their value. Can you imagine if that's what money in the right hands can do? That's amazing. Just understanding the mirror aspect of reality to never question the value of something else means your value is never questioned. You never question your own value. You are not sitting around wondering, can I, can't I, should I, should I not? It is just, like you said, yes. I love that. Yes and yes and yes. And the energy of when you said once you get to this certain amount, it doesn't matter about the money. It's that yes thing. It's the excellence of reality. Again, like what you're talking about. And that can be happening now, no matter where you're at, focusing on that yes of life. Yes. Produces. Yes. Like, yes, because the most luxurious things are the most priceless things where it's like, it's so expensive because it's actually priceless. Right. And because you can't make it priceless, you've got to make it really expensive. So only the people who vibrate on the frequency of priceless will pay whatever it costs. So wealthy isn't how much money you have. It's what, it's if you vibrate on the frequency of priceless. In that case, you stop asking yourself if you're freaking worth it. What does that even mean? You're priceless. Your art is priceless. You are priceless. Your your everything about you is priceless. And so is it about me. And so does you. And so does the companies and the artists and the visionaries and the people. And the price is just something society tells them they've got to pick. It doesn't mean anything. I believe in vibrational alignment and I believe into having the amount of wealth that allows me to say yes because I value people and their craft. And I think everyone deserves a vibrational yes that is not corrupted by money. Because mm. yes, I love this, but I can't afford it is not, is not a yes. It's not, it's not clean energy. Mm. And it's not about just having everything. That's also lack. And you know, this is another a really powerful manifestation thing that I realized there's a difference between having anything and having everything. And I think a lot of people mess up, quote unquote, based on the question you asked me before, because they think one day I'll get to have everything, but you never get to have everything. Even even Elon Musk that wants to start life on Mars, everyone's telling him what else he could do with that money because he can't do both. So even when you have the most money of anyone on the freaking planet, you'll be faced with choosing. You've got to get great at choosing. You've got to get great at, at choosing and loving your choices and saying, if I can have anything, what do I want to have today? Instead of, I can't have everything, so I'm in vibrational lack and I'm frustrated and there's no point and I wish I could have everything and one day I'll have everything. It's like, there is so much you can have today. Get good at choosing in vibrational alignment with the frequency of anything and watch your life change. Yes. I love that too. And I had to have this realization with myself because I grew up, but it doesn't matter, but like (laughs) with my story of with spending money, I noticed I would not spend money on the things that I want, that I truly wanted, even if something was just like a little bit more, or let's say it's like 20 bucks more, or it doesn't really matter what it is. 
I would not get that maybe through childhood and like, oh, let's get the cheaper thing. We get what's on sale or whatever. I remember my dad one time took me school shopping at Burlington Coat Factory and he pointed to a, I don't want to say, I just realized I'm like throwing my dad under the bus, whatever. <laughs> uh, he was, <laughs> my dad was a musician. Okay. He did what he did. Um, you know, he, we, we survived, but, um, he pointed to a, a sales sign and he said, that's your dad's favorite word. Use it as often as possible. And it's just like one of those things that like stands out in my mind. So I realized that I would do this thing where I would I would see the thing that I really want, but it's maybe just this much more than like the appropriate amount or like the regular, ver I don't know what you want to say, the normal person version of something. And so I would take away, dumb down what I really want, spend this money on something I don't really want just to have the crap or whatever, and then end up spending that money elsewhere anyways. You go to CVS and you spend like $75. And it's just this constant, like, you're going to create this experience of pushing away the wealth anyway. <laughs> so you really have to hone in on, like you said, choosing. And for me as a manifestation coach, my thing is every thought is a footstep in a direction to a certain path. So if you can choose thought after thought after thought after thought, then we have, like I said earlier before that control and precision of where we're going. So if you can pick anything and you can control your thoughts, which you can do both of those things, pick the thing you actually want to experience, whether that's with your money or the, the partner you're with or how you feel about yourself or the clothes you wear or how you conduct your business or carry yourself into rooms or the people that you surround your with, yourself with, like do the things that's actually you, the stuff you mm -hmm. actually, that person you wanted to be as a kid, the, the person that's like fighting against the, the mask you're wearing and like just really owning this is what I like. This is what I want to spend my money on. This is what I want to spend my time doing. This is what I want to focus on. This is what I want to create. This is who I want to talk to. This is who I want to create my life with and just owning those desires because it's going to pass you by. I just turned 40 this year. It doesn't feel like wow. it. It's like, it's going to look like it either, but like either way, you know, like it, ha it just goes, you know, one day you wake up and you're fucking 40, you know, yeah. and it's just like, you're, st it, I still am like the little girl. I still collect Barbies. I just talked about the movie, you know, like I'm still that person. I still have these desires. Like you were talking about, like how many of those instances can you string together I always see like little popcorn on a string like the Christmas tree how many like little pieces of popcorn of nuggets of your favorite realities or versions can you string together to create like this amazing flow of life so that you do yes. get to experience all that shit and you do get to be in the vibration of why you came to earth specifically and there's something very interesting also in the story that you shared about you know, your dad, this musician at this point, who's like, sales, my favorite word and use it as often as possible. You know, sometimes there's also our interpretation versus the vibrational alignment of a person that sees something in a different way, because there are people who genuinely feel this is their truth. If I buy when it's on sale, I can have more mm -hmm. and they see cheap as abundance. So it actually works for them. Mm -hmm. But hearing my dad's favorite word is sale could create, especially for a little girl, the feeling of in order to get my dad's approval, it's better if I don't buy the thing I really want, but I buy the thing that's on sale, mm -hmm. which is not really what he wanted you to take from that. He probably thought if we buy on sale, we get more or, you know, it's easier for us to, to, to have ease in life. If we choose things that have that sign on it, like he created a reality that made it work for him to live by his passion and to say yes to as many things as possible by picking that sign. But for you, it wasn't about living your best life and saying yes to as many things as possible. It was about making sure that your dad valued your choices. And so after that, it's like, 
there's and for us especially like women the the masculine impact like who whose respect did we really want a lot of times it is our dad you know so it's like you grow up making choices that are like my dad would be proud of me for this choice and it isn't even about what i deeply want it, but it ends up making me happy in a weird way because i feel like i'm making my dad proud you know one of my weird things is my nails when I was a little kid, I used to bite my nails. <laughs> you have nails too. When I was a little kid, I used to bite my nails. And one time my dad said to me, do you know I used, I used to date the most pretty girl in school and I asked her to go to dinner for me with me and I realized when we were at dinner that she was biting her nails and I never took her on another date again. I stopped biting my nails. That day you're like, <laughs> I was like, never again. And I always take care of my nails. And I know that's where it comes from. And I'm like, I'm keeping this because that's something, it's something I do for my dad. And I, and, and whether he even cares or not, it works for me to do it that way. And so there are things like that. And then there's other things I discovered throughout my journey that I'm like, I do this for my dad. And I don't even think that's what he meant. And I don't think he'd even be happy to know that I do this for him. And I'm putting this down. And so sometimes it's like, I will always do this for my dad because it's our thing and, and it matters to me and it helps me and I like it. And other times it's like, I think I could put that down now because that's probably not even what he meant. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. So fun. Yeah. And it's funny that you said that about the, the masculine thing too, because I realized, you know, I'm very, I'm very much, uh, we, I, even your story about you, your husband is similar to my husband because my husband is just like chill. He's like, just fine all the time. I'm like, what is, how, you're just happy. Like, what do you just wake up and you're okay? Like things happen and you're like, you don't care. Like, what is that like? What is it like to be not fighting against the fucking current of who you really want to be. Like I have this rage lady that's like ready to come out like all the time. <laughs> so it just having that person to anchor and to balance and to show you that simplicity of just like, I'm just fine. And like, that doesn't matter. And not stoking the fire, which maybe other partners have in my past, but um, just the idea of I I'm such the daddy. I retired him in 2020. He takes care of me. I'm doing the work. I'm running the business. It's so funny that um, we do that as, did you, what were you saying as female entrepreneurs? Is that what you were saying? You noticed it? Well, we, just women tend to have, especially women who have that very like little girl connection. You know, when you have a connection to being that little girl, it tends to last longer, the dad connection. That's so interesting. And, and it's not about putting it all down. It's just there comes a time where there's things your daddy shouldn't know and there's things your daddy shouldn't be a part of. And like on the day where you step into that womanhood, there's a lot of shedding of that little girl identity. Some of the biggest pains is like that safety of having that little girl and the daddy dynamic. But there's things you can keep in honor of without it being in in blind spot with because there's such a difference by being by being navigated by a subconscious frequency that's not even necessary versus doing something that serves you like doing my nails and having beautiful hands part of my signature and it's because my dad like this is an homage to my dad it always will be and it's a beautiful thing but if it didn't serve me and it was because of my dad that would be a disservice to both of us that's when we've got to learn to put it down mm -hmm. I love that yeah yeah we're so similar because I'm you know my dad's a musician I said I'm a musician as well too so I very much grew up just wanting to be like my dad and around him and following in his footsteps. Um, it's so funny when you, 
look at who you've become and all of the breadcrumbs and the pieces, the footsteps that led you here. And, and it always trips me out how much we're just the same person, but almost like with a bigger backpack or something. I've always been like this. I've always just kind of naturally been curious and precocious and out there. And it's, I'm still that person. And I'm just kind of living out the ability to do what that young girl wanted and yes, like thought after. And the crazy thing is you'll be a billionaire with all the same qualities, with just more friends to wow and more people at the party. You know what I mean? Like it'll be the same thing. And I think sometimes we 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 cut off the possibility by thinking the next step, we need to change. Mm-hmm. Instead of looking at what are the best parts about me that I'm keeping and I'm taking that to the top. Yes, 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 yes. I love that. Yes, some things will fall off, but I'm not, it's not my job to figure out what I'm leaving behind. I'm going to learn that as I go. What I want to know is what I'm keeping, what I love about me, what makes me feel like I'm closer to the greatness already that shows me how far I've come, that I can celebrate myself for, that I can love myself for, or I can see how valuable, how beautiful, how unique I am, how the world is better for me being here every day, has been, will be, will be even more. And I walk with that and I remember that and I vibrate on that frequency and then more comes the budget increases, the quality of the actors, the A-listers, the Hollywood budget, everything follows me around. The opportunities, the magic, the stories, they find me because I'm taking all the best parts with me and I'm trusting if something needs to be let go that I'll be fine. Yes, yes I love that. And that you just summed it up so well. And, um, I love hearing the, the mindset that you are really maintaining, you know what I mean? Because it's easy to slip into who you were and Mm -hmm. go back to that person because they're, they're still there, you know, it's still a part of you and your journey and your story, but to really just be so dedicated to, I'm going to live my life in this way. I'm going to experience life in this way. I'm going to take whatever happens to me in this way, no matter what happens, because I'm going to keep the momentum going in the direction of my choosing. And um, I love that energy. I appreciate you so much for spreading it all over our our podcast today. (laughs) It is my absolute pleasure. At the end of the day, it's the movie of our life. It has to stay true to who we are. We can add bits and release bits, but the storyline has to stay congruent with who we are. We're not supposed to change everything we are to be a good movie. We are a good movie. Like, how do we pull in the best energetics? How do we increase how much it matters? But not, we're not supposed to be better. We're just supposed to touch more people through what we're doing. And if you know you matter, you will do that by default. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I love that. So where is the horizon heading for you now? You've already achieved so much. What is next? Well, my favorite thing, and I realized this throughout the growth, is growth is the best part. So any milestone you give yourself, it's only great the minute you touch it and then you already have something else. So after I realized, for me, it's the walk of evolution. One foot in gratitude, one foot in desire. One foot in gratitude, one foot in desire. So it's the excitement of you know, what if another greater thing comes, the the joy of how incredible life is right now, the fulfillment of what I've actually done with the, oh, holy crap, this is just the beginning feeling. And who knows? Because the sky isn't even the limit. It could be anything. Like, I'm not putting a cap on it. I could never have imagined we would do what we did. You know, we're, we're sell- I'm doing a masterclass right now called The Great Leap because I realized 2020, we're now 2024. This is a leap year. The last leap year was 2020. I made $75 million in four years from nothing, absolutely nothing. I went from having no audience, like nothing, not no one, like zero people, 
to being able to fill thousands of people organically in a masterclass. I went from having no brand to knowing exactly who I am and what I'm about and what I'm about. And so what can you do in your life? What Just what could happen? And what does it look like if you go in with that kind of curiosity? It doesn't define me. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It could be something completely different. You know, it could have been like, that was my four years as I did this. And in the next four years, maybe I become this and this and this is totally different. It's a whole other life and a whole other place. I will value it, bring it. Like I'm excited to see, and I don't need it to be something for me to value it. I'm excited for it to come and I will value it. So I'm just excited to see what's next. I love it. So that is the energy listeners out there. (laughs) Big dream energy. Yes. It is excitement. It is authenticity. It's truth. It's being who you are, owning it, romanticizing your life, loving what you get to do, being super connected to it and appreciative of just the fact that you get to period. End of sentence. You just, that's it. I appreciate that I get to. Thanks. Turn the volume up on the feelings that take your breath away. Mm. Mm. That's amazing. Good. So where can we find you and your masterclasses coming up? Well, the best way is always through social media. So like be my friend on Facebook, follow me on social media. Cause the craziest thing is I still don't have a website after all this. I still do everything through organic connections through social media. So I have an alpha femme account, Melanie and layer account on Instagram. Just be my friend or I have an alpha femme group on Facebook and then you'll, you'll see it. I don't shut up about myself. I tell everybody <laughs> all the things and then, you know, you find out what's next, but the masterclass is going to start on February uh, 25th. Okay, cool. Yeah, I watched um, one of your masterclasses recently and I was really in awe when you got to the selling point and you sold for like an hour. I was just like, damn. I could see obviously like the passion you have behind your your work and it was just really interesting and inspiring to be like, okay, so she's just, we're going and we're selling and we're selling and we're talking about it. And we're going to like the way you brought it back to your, your product and the way you answered your questions. And it was just very cool to see you be so unapologetic about what you're doing. And the fact that it's going to change your life. If you're in here, what are you doing? Like you have to be in here if you want these results. I mean, you don't have to, but if you want these results, they're in here. And yeah. well, this was one of the things when I first started my journey that made me feel super uncomfortable was most people told me to not tell my prices up front mm-hmm. and to like, I don't want to say be sneaky, but like, don't be upfront about anything. And I was like, that would turn me off immediately. And so what I started doing in my masterclass is like, let me provide extraordinary value. Like my masterclasses end up being repurposed as paid programs. So I don't do this whole, like you get no value. You just learn what you should buy. Like the masterclass ends up being a program. So it's top quality, but then I do a shop with me Mm -hmm. where I have zero worries about how long I'm taking. I'm like, you want to shop? We are shopping. I will show you everything. I will tell you everything. If you want to stay, you stay. If you don't want to stay, you don't stay, but Mm -hmm. I'm going to be, I'm going to be transparent. I am going to be unapologetic about this because I know the value. Yes. And if you see the value, you'll want me to take my time. And mm-hmm. if you don't see the value, you get to leave because this is just social media and, and I won't be offended. And this is really how I've built this is I genuinely believe in people's power. Mm-hmm. I feel like when you know something's for you, you say, let me sit through this and figure out what I want to buy. You don't yeah. need to, you don't need to be sneaked around. You don't need to be like, Oh, I don't want to scare you. And if I tell you the price you won't buy, it's like, who do I think you are? If I if I actually think you're capable of doing what I'm going to tell you in the program, I hope you're capable of sitting through how much it costs 
or else we're not even in the same room. Like you're not, we're not even there. And it doesn't matter if you can't buy it now. You could listen and just be like, I wonder how this girl sells. You could listen and just be like, maybe one day I'll buy it. Or you just don't listen. But I realized when I honored that this, me selling, taking my time and being super present was actually valuable, everything about my business changed. I never apologize for selling. I say, you're welcome. Mm -hmm. Totally. And when you were talking about it too, I got the um, visualization of somebody, like if you're buying diamonds or you're at the jewelry store and they're less like, I want to see what I want to see yes. and I'm going to get what I like. And yeah. yeah, don't rush me. What is the price of this? Let me know what you, exactly. And this is a luxury service and we treat it as such. And yes, I'm here to answer your questions about any of the products for as long as you like. And it was really, really cool to see. I was like, dang, I've never seen anyone sell like that. And I've taken a lot of masterclasses, like, especially over my time, like trying to <laughs> figure everything out and like piece it all together when I was broke, you know, but um, it was really cool to see just just, it was almost like its own masterclass, like an extra, it was like an hour on the one. Yeah. Hour. It was its own day. Like, yeah, yeah, this, yeah. Like, this is the program. This is the shop with me. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm not going to ambush you. I'm going to invite you. And then if you feel like it's valuable and you might want something, come sit and come listen. And I, but I think the only way those work is you've got to know from the top of your head, to the tip of your toes, that it's valuable for you to do that. I've seen people try to copy me and they rush through the whole thing. And they're like, people don't really want to listen to this. Like, I should go faster or I'll skip this bit or they're flustered. And it's like, it only works if you know from the top of your head to the tip of your toes that this part is valuable. Yes. If you can't get there, don't do it yet. Do something else. Do something that's in vibrational alignment with you. But one day when you know that your selling is just as valuable as your product, you will have a shop with me. Absolutely. This is this has been great. I really appreciate it. And I I know I'm like, I've got like people popping up in my head. I'm like, oh my God, she's going to love this part. She's going to love this part. Just... I just know that the the value um, will be definitely felt with my audience. I appreciate you coming on and spending your time here with us. It went so fast. I had so much fun. I know. I didn't even realize how where we were, but yeah. Yeah. Thank you. It's been so fun. And your brand is so cool to look at. And you can tell that you love what you're doing. You can tell that you love the photography and the, and the art. Do you have um, Virgo on your chart? I don't know. This is one thing. Astrology has never really, like, I know I'm Sagittarius. Mm -hmm. That's all I know. And people ask me this all the time, but I got, I got into human design really early and then gene keys and all my focus went there. I'm, I don't actually know much about my astrology. Okay. When you were talking about the, the beauty of creation, it was just giving very Virgo vibes. So. Oh, well, I'll look into that then. <laughs> well, I so appreciate you, Melanie. It's been such a blast and thank you for sharing your wisdom with us. Thank you, Roxy. I appreciate it so much. Melanie, will you write, remind us of your social media so everyone can check you out? Yes. So on Instagram, it is Melanie Ann Layer or Alpha Femme. And then on Facebook, you can add me as a friend, Melanie Ann Layer, or join my Alpha Femme group on Facebook. Thank you. Is there anything else you want to say? Anything you want to leave us with? The, the most important thing I, I want to say is manifestation for me. It, it's like you're manifesting. You've got to know with all of your body that you are being manifested with the same hunger that you're manifesting. So if you were looking for me, I was looking for you. If I was looking for you, you were looking for me. There is nothing in the world you're looking for that isn't looking for you right back. And when you know that, you're like, I am not just manifesting. I am manifesting. I am being manifested. I am. It's, it's all happening on both sides. I'm not alone. I'm not having to work so hard for this to happen for me. Like the minute I exist as a solution, the question is there. And the minute I have a question, the solution is there somewhere. And so 
you know, I, I've really done things that most people would have, well, most people did tell me would be impossible. One of those being just have a social media presence, trust that people will find you and then trust that they'll buy from you when they're ready. But I've built one of the most extraordinary businesses doing exactly that. And so I just want to tell you, trust your weird ideas. Trust what no one else has managed to make work yet. Mm-hmm. Trust what you feel could be cool that everyone else told you they tried and couldn't make work. Like, give it a shot. Be the one that invents things. Be mm-hmm. the change maker, the visionary, the crazy one that does something that everyone else failed at. Don't give up on that because that's what ends up making us spectacular in the end. Yes, I love it. Perfect. Perfect words to end on. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. It was so great having you. And Appreciate you, everybody here. We're all raising our vibrations together. You have the power. I believe in you, and I'll see you next week. Thanks for tuning in. Mm-hmm.